Welcome back to the Seeking Selah podcast, a podcast where two sisters take time to pause and reflect in the midst of a hurried life. I'm Sarah May. And I'm Sarah. And we're so glad to have you back this week. Um, Sarah, how is your week going? What have you been up to since the last time we were here? Well, it has been a busy, busy week. I am calling today my recovery day. Um... (laughs) I changed out of my pajamas into different sweats today, (laughs) and I mean, I did the usual taking care of my child and working and everything, but like we had leftovers for dinner, and I just was like, I didn't worry about any housework today except for dishes, because those are kind of (laughs) necessary, but um, we celebrated my son's first birthday this weekend, which was so much fun but it took a lot of work and time to you know put it all together and make the day happen and he didn't even care can you believe that (laughs) first birthdays are not for the child they're for the family (laughs) for sure yeah I mean he literally like was staring at everybody with big eyes like looking around the room why are you all staring at me um but it was a lot of fun and we we gave him his first taste of sugar, so he got a little smash cake, which he daintily ate. He was he wasn't so much interested in like I thought he was gonna like go for go it because he loves food. Well, and especially because she hadn't had sugar. A lot of the times, kids who have not had sugar yet, when they first taste it, they're like. You know, their pupils yeah. dilate a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he just, like, kept, you know, p- taking little bites. And really, he just wanted the frosting. He didn't really care that much about the cake part of it. But let me just say, in the most um, polite, PG way that I can, it was not kind to him. <laughs> the aftermath of the sugar was a bit of a mess, a stinky um. mess for him <laughs> and for me. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Well, and he doesn't have to deal with it the way that you have to deal with it. <laughs> no, no, no. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I just, I can't believe that he's a year old. I know. He's so I know, big. that's so wild. We were at um, dinner with um, some friends when we found out and Adam was mid-sentence and you te- you guys texted a picture and mm-hmm. he looked at his phone or the other person might have been talking I don't remember but he looked at the picture and he dropped it on the table and he said I have a nephew and started crying <laughs> it was Aww. so sweet it was so, sweet. so sweet and like he was just he's showing the picture around and so it just like his birthday you know being yesterday, we were just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it was a year ago. And, you know, we're not even living with him. I can't imagine what it is for you, like, getting yeah. to see his sweet little face and him grow. And, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good boy. We, Ryan and I were like, well, I kept bringing up moments from the, like, um... I would say, uh, on this at this time last year, I was getting my epidural. <laughs> or at this time last, so seven thirty one p.m. is when he was born. And last night we we both went to bed rather early because we were so tired. Yeah, and you I was like, it. so at this time last year, I was just begging for someone to give me some food because like I had I ate like a turkey sandwich after he was born because that was all my nurse could find for me because um, it was so late at night by the time I was able to eat and. Um, and Ryan was like, oh, yeah, and I was so tired. And I was like, oh, really? Tell were me you? more about how tired you were after <laughs> I gave birth. <laughs> but anyway, awesome. it was You it were was both a good reminiscing. Weekend. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. oh uh, how about you? How's your week been? It was good. It was good. I had fun um, baking. I love baking, and so any excuse is fun. So making the macarons for uh, Miles' birthday party was really fun for me, and I feel like they came out so good this time. Oh, and so they were a hit. Everybody I was raved so, about them. Thank you. Yeah, I was so pleased. So that was really fun because I never – Adam and I don't eat a lot of sweets, and so – like, I don't have a reason to make a lot. And quite honestly, even if we did eat a lot of sweets, I still shouldn't make a lot of right, us. Right, right. So it was really fun making them. And um, we had some time that we were able to just kind of hang out together. I feel like one of us is always busy, if not both of us. And so it was kind of nice to be able to have some time to hang out together. Um, all of our Christmas decorations are up. 
And oh, so boy. I'm so happy, except for we need to decorate the trees, which mm-hmm. plural trees. We have two Christmas trees, which now, is. Do you guys do, do you have like a themed tree and then like a tree with random ornaments or do you just have like, it's all random? So our tree that we have in our living room is random. Um, The one downstairs, so the one that we have downstairs is this, like, rinky-dink tree. It was our first tree. We were broke, and we weren't going to buy anything for, like, our first married Christmas. We weren't going to – we were – had spent all our money on presents and so mm-hmm. we weren't even going to do a tree we we're going to do a little charlie brown tree on our dining room table and my mom um who does like couponing and stuff she finds like deals she's like oh my gosh i have like five of these trees i got for ten dollars each do you want one and we're like okay and then so we had just this tiny tree i think adam might be taller than it honestly <laughs> and like my mom gave us a box of ornaments and this big Aww. angel tree topper that we used to use when I was little. And the angel's so big that it, like, is a monster on this tree because it's so little. So that was just, like, our first little tree. And so that's what we have in the basement. And we put um, all of our nerdy ornaments on that. Okay. <laughs> because downstairs is, like, nerd central in our house. Yeah. It's like a nerd cave. Yeah, it is. So, um we put we have like Mario and Harry Potter mm-hmm. and Zelda I mean just a bunch of nerdy ornaments so we put that on that one so that one kind of has a theme but yeah. not what you were thinking probably no it is <laughs> yeah. um so we have like a random tree in our family room like with random ornaments and then we have a themed tree in our living room and I want you to guess what you think our themed ornaments are based off of Doctor Who Oh, no. I would not (laughs) let a whole tree be dedicated to Doctor Who in my house. The office? No. Okay, wait. Am I going the wrong direction? Yeah. Think about my husband more than me. Think about Well, that's why I said Doctor Who. Yeah, but we both like this. Oh, dear. Okay, wait. Um, I feel like I'm going to be ashamed when you say it. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You also really like it. Oh. Harry Potter? No. No, you, okay. neither of you are that into it. I'm just going to tell you Just now. tell me. <laughs> Disney! Oh! Yeah, I we guess I was thinking too specific. Yeah, no. Oh. We have a whole tree that is just filled with Disney ornaments. And, like, one is from... That we got on our honeymoon. Yeah, We went to Disney World mm-hmm. on our honeymoon. So, it's, like, Mickey and Minnie in a sleigh. And it says, our first Christmas. It's really cute. That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. We actually get a tradition that we have um, is to get an ornament every year. Mm-hmm. And so one of them is a picture frame from Disney. And my we went to Disney in 2019, and it's a picture frame, and it still doesn't have a picture in it. My intent <laughs> is to put a picture of us in front of Cinderella's castle in it. but um, You need to do that but, right now. Yeah. Um, also, it was funny because Adam and I were able to hang out some, this week. We were watching Friends, because that's our background show, and randomly he said, oh, honey, I was joking when I said you were like Rachel. I didn't realize you took that seriously. Okay. <laughs> and two thoughts came into my mind simultaneously. First, I was totally confused, because this was days after we had recorded the podcast episode, and I had no idea. I was like, what are you talking about? I forgot I'd even talked about that. And then the second feeling was, oh, you're listening to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I do feel like I have to apologize to you because (laughs) so I I listen to our podcast before we publish it. And I realized that I was calling your grandmother wrong name. I, okay. Ryan always jokes and makes fun of me about this because I really don't have great hearing Mm. um, and I mishear things all the time, but then I'm like convinced that I heard it right. (laughs) Um, But about 90% of the time I heard it wrong. (laughs) You're just in denial, so you're convincing yourself. So let's remind the listeners, your grandma's name is Judy, J-U-D-Y. Judy May. May. Judy is short for Judith. Yeah, Judy and May. Sarah, let's tell the listeners what you <laughs> thought I was saying. <laughs> I thought you were saying Duty May, like D O O T I E. And I'll be honest, it struck me as a little odd that your grandmother's name sounded like something that could be a brown emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I just rolled with it because I didn't want to like question your grandma. Well, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, make fun of her name on the air, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, oh my but gosh. when I re-listened to the podcast episode, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that is not her grandma's name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part is that... <laughs> You repeated it back to me, and I just didn't realize what, like, so, and I... I said her name twice. Everybody who knows me knows that I have am a little hard of hearing, so you heard me say something that I didn't catch, and then I heard you say something that I didn't catch, so I can't even fault you. I can't even fault you. Oh, man. I was yeah. able, actually, I called my my grandma Judy this week and was able to talk to her a little bit, and um, I did not tell her that you thought her name was Judy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I want to be in good standings with Judy May. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so. Well, she's in Georgia, so I don't know that you'll see her too soon. But That's true, that's um, true. But yeah, well, today we're excited to talk about um, something that I would say is near and dear to both um, your and I heart, it's serving in the church. So I would love to hear a little bit about your experience serving in the church. Um, I've been like, just through getting to know you and everything, I've heard so much about your journey and I would love to just hear a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't really know where to start. (laughs) I mean, honestly, so... I grew up in the church, um, and I feel like from a very young age, my parents were both very involved with whatever church we were in to different capacities, um, serving and just being very present in the communities at our church. So I don't even think I real like, I don't think I realized as I was growing up and getting older and going out to church on my own, that that was just kind of something that I always thought you did. Like, Mm -hmm. I just thought it was like part of going to church was also serving in that community and using your giftings. Um, But I I recognize that that's, you know, not, not always the case for everybody, but I am really grateful to my parents that they modeled that for us. Um, whether or not it was an intentional thing that they were doing or it's mm-hmm. just what they were doing to be obedient. Uh, clearly, like, it's impacted me, and it's just, like, a big part of who I am. Yeah. Um, so, like, a little bit of background. Right now, um, I currently serve on the worship team at our church, and it is um, it's my favorite way to connect to God, but it's also a way that I feel like I can use the gifts that He's given me to bring Him glory. Um, but honestly, I've served in a lot of different capacities within different churches that we've gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, when Ryan and I like were dating, we were both on the worship team at our previous church. We were both youth leaders. Um, we also both were going to a small group together, and then we also had like a, uh, a like a Bible study every other Sunday night with our youth group, and we like joke that like our free time was always spent at church. What, and that's all. That's all you were doing. Right. That's all. <laughs> um, but. I remember when we were going through our, like, premarital counseling before we got married, um, the couple that was leading it, they recommended, they said, you know, marriage is really hard, and the first year there are just so many changes that take place, so it's really a good idea um, to take something that you do, like, individually, you both choose one thing that you do with your free time and just take a break for the first year of marriage. So he gave the example that his name was Ryan as well, but he gave the example that he loved playing like pickup basketball with his buddies. But for the first year of marriage, he didn't do that because he devoted that time that he would be, you know, playing with his buddies to investing in this new season of life and their Mm -hmm. relationship, whatever. Well, Ryan and I left that night and um, we were like, well, we don't really need to do that because everything that we do with our free time, we do together and Mm -hmm. it's at church and we can't say that. Like we can't say no to church. And boy, were we wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we definitely learned how to find a balance yeah. in that because I think, you know, we both just have this tendency of like wanting to help mm-hmm. and even wanting to fill in gaps oh, yeah. that we have definitely over exhausted ourselves sometimes, even though it was good things. Um, yeah, we've, we've taken it a little far unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think we're at a really sweet spot where we are really invested in our community at church and um, we are engaged with like different events that take place and we do serve in certain capacities. Like Ryan is also on the worship team. But if an event arises where someone asks us like, hey, would you be willing to take this on? I think we can both like recognize, you know what, we don't have that capacity to do Mm -hmm. that um, because of just, we've been burnt out in the past. So yeah, I don't really know if that kind of, I don't know. That was a big up and down roller coaster of, uh, of serving in the church, but. Well, but, but that's so, it's a perfect picture of, I mean, anything can be life-giving and Mm -hmm. fulfilling and connecting you to the Holy Spirit and using your gifting. And right over that line can be burning you out, exhausting you, and can make you resentful towards Mm -hmm. ministry. And I mean, that line, especially when you grew up in the church and, you know, anyone who has been serving for some time, that line can be very hard to see. Yeah. And so I think that that's, the, the up and downs that you just described are completely natural and completely normal. And I I know for a fact you're not the only one who experienced it because um, your co-host has also experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your journey. So I also grew up going to church. Um, I started going to church probably around like seven years old. And then um, in fifth grade, I started at a church that I actually ended up being at for like 12 years. And um, so I, it was like fifth grade and then all throughout high school. And and then a few years after that, I was there and I started serving there really young. So even before I could actually get involved with serving myself, my mom was teaching a Bible study and I would be like serving alongside of her, helping her get her class ready um, and things like that. So kind of how you said, I just thought, It's just part of it. And Mm -hmm. I think that there really is something really beautiful about that, about just the mindset of I'm involved in this church. What can I give like of myself Mm -hmm. or of my time or of my resources? Because that's just such a picture of community. And I feel of the early church. Um, And so I do think that that is an amazing picture. And I know every season isn't going to look like that. Like, I know I have a, a... a woman in my church that I love, and I, this just isn't her season right now to be serving the church because she's serving her family in uh-huh. a capacity that is new to her. And so, you know, that's it's not always going to be that your hands and feet of Jesus are in the church. Sometimes it's outside, but um, I do really love the mindset of like, I'm here, what can I do for the church? Yeah. Um, so, you know, but on the flip side of that, it can sometimes turn into to too much. But I love it sounds so nerdy, but I love serving in the church. Like, I, <laughs> I just love it. And I know that part of it is like, I feel like I'm cheating a little because one of my gifts is serving. And so I know that it comes a little easier to yeah. me than if someone's gift gifting is somewhere else and we're called to serve in the church. And so just trying to find the balance of that. But yeah, I'm a cheater. I love one of my gifts of serving. And so it just comes <laughs> you're naturally. Not, but. You're not a cheater. I mean, that's I love, a great quality to have. <laughs> no, I know. But it's, it's just it just comes like naturally for me to like you were saying, like fill gaps, raise my hand. What do you need? Mm-hmm. I like I've joked, like, I will stack any chair, wash any dish, like, whatever. That is so is... true, too. <laughs> you will. But um, my, actually, um, it was funny because I was thinking back to our, our Sabbath episode. Yeah. And I realized that, because we were talking about how, um, you know, sometimes 
when we're not doing all the things I feel like a bad wife or a bad family member or a bad this or that. And I realized just preparing for this episode that a lot of it is because serving being one of my gifts, it's one of the ways I show love. And oh. so if I'm not doing the thing, sometimes it makes me feel like, oh, I'm not showing love in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just kind of interesting. So a little callback to that episode. But um, anyways, so one of my life verses for a long time was actually uh, Matthew twenty twenty eight, which is for the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And um, I've just always like, as a even young person, like 10 years old, would like quote that verse just because I love that picture of like, yes, we get to be like Jesus in this way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I really started doing on my own was serving with the kids. And I've been doing that, I think, since I was like 12. So pretty much, in other words, since I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, I think, the longest thing I've ever done because I still serve with the kids now at our mm-hmm. church. And so I really think, I mean, it's almost 15 years. I've never done anything that long. So I'm only 26. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's really the longest thing I've, I've devoted myself to. And I love it. Um, it's so fulfilling to me to be able to um, teach kids and work with them. It's not always the most glamorous. Um, yeah. Kids will, they, you know, oh, what's on your face? I'm like, that's a pimple. Thank you. <laughs> Or, you know, just the, you know, the comments and comparing me to their teachers at school or whatever it is, you know, but there's also really fulfilling moments. Like I had a, there was one Wednesday night where I honestly, I was tired. I was feeling like I don't, like, I would rather just go home tonight. Like that's, thankfully, that's not often the way I feel with my classes, but this night it was just hard. Yeah. And after the class, um... One of the little girls came up to me, and actually, she was a little older, but she gave me a page that she had colored, and she'd colored it all in, and on it, she wrote, you remind me of Jesus. Oh, and my gosh. Cue it, yeah, the I tears. Just, yeah, I, I literally, I was like, be the cool teacher, don't cry. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I was just, it was Aww. totally God saying, I know that it's hard sometimes, but you're doing what I'm asking you to. And it was just so I'm and you know what, you don't always get those, you know, coloring sheets. But I, I am so thankful for the moments that God gives us to remind us when we're in the place that we're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, another area that I serve in right now is our women's ministry mm-hmm. and that was completely out of left field yeah. so like i said i've been serving with the kids since i was one but like i guess now like, you became you know, a woman so and <laughs> i was supposed to be yeah serving with them <laughs> so yeah i when we started at our current church um five years ago it was like a le- just a couple months after we'd started there and um the women's ministry director called me and said I just want you to pray about this and I gulped (laughs) and um and she said I just want you to pray about this I feel like God is putting you on my heart to ask if you'd like to join the team and that terrified me because I was kind of scared of women because we you know we get a bad rap or or not a bad rap but sometimes we give ourselves a bad name through being gossipy or you know kind of two-faced or just you know just questioning motives and everything and I'd had a lot of poor experience with young women or, or girls you know yeah. through, just through my younger years I say that I'm 26 I'm in my younger years but <laughs> my even younger years <laughs> but um it so it didn't feel like it came naturally but it did feel like something like I was supposed to do so it was just kind of funny because I was like okay the two areas I'm serving in are one that comes as naturally as breathing which was serving with the kids and then the other one was like I felt so like I was the young one and I was scared and then they asked me to speak and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) but it has been so fulfilling and just it's just so funny because I never thought that I would enjoy this so much and it's one of my favorite things that I've I've ever done in serving let me ask you this um when you before like prior to being part of the women's ministry did you know that like one of the things you were really passionate about was 
not public speaking, but like in a way public speaking. I yeah, know I would say public speaking. Yeah, like you've shared your testimony, you've shared um, sermons, I guess you could say, like on retreats and stuff like that. Now, is that something that you knew you had a desire for before you started serving in this way? Or is it kind of something that you found out like as you were going through this journey? It's actually really funny that you ask that because that's one of the first things that comes to mind when I when I talk about serving in women's ministry because I've had the opportunity to speak at several of our events at church and I'm actually like the MC for a reoccurring event that we have. And I, I am allowed okay like outgoing like stereotypical <laughs> extrovert and so p- part of me knew that I, I liked things like that I had spoken a little bit um, at like retreats in high school um, but part of that was just because I was on the, the youth ministry team and so mm-hmm. it was just part of what you do and so that is one of the ways that I have like felt really I don't want to keep saying fulfilled but just like I have fun. Like I'm able to have fun because I do enjoy public speaking Mm -hmm. and God's given me that opportunity to do so. Not all the time, you know, but in the times that I have been able to, I've really enjoyed it and I've learned so much. I've learned about myself and about the topic I'm, I'm speaking on. And yeah, so I would say that it, it was something that I did like even before that, but it's become a passion of mine since being given that opportunity through serving in women's ministry. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's cool that you found that through serving too, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's totally. Awesome. And that's, I have a friend who, um, she said recently, so she takes photos for our church. Um, she's a gifted photographer and she said, listen, I can't teach kids and I'm no singer. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, and I don't know that I'm a greeter, but I will take photos. And yeah. I said, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, more people need to hear that because she found a way. Like for me, I yeah. love serving with the kids. I love ser- now I love serving with the women. So it was like I fell into those ministries and I, you know, she wasn't feeling like she could fall into any of those ministries. And so she created one. Yeah. <laughs> she said to the church, I can do this. Can I help? And I just thought that was so beautiful um, because I can't do that. She's filling a hole, you know, that mm-hmm. that not a lot of people can fill. So I thought that was awesome. That's really cool. I um, wanted to circle back to something that you said. Yeah. Um, just as you were talking, um, you talked about, I think, a woman at your church. You said something along the lines of, like, she's in a season of life where she's not serving so much in the church. She's just focusing more on her family. And it made me think of something. Um, in my experience, um, with this idea of like being part of our church serving in the church using our gifts and talents i think actually a struggle that i've had in the past is you said that like when you're not serving it feels like you're not showing people that you love them because that's Mm -hmm. like how you share love i think in the past i have had a tendency to make an idol out of serving yes um where i've been like if i'm not doing x y and z i'm not a good enough christian so if Mm -hmm. i'm not like spending five nights at the church and i'm not involved (laughs) with as many activities as i can then the lord's not gonna love me or he's not gonna bless Mm -hmm. me or i'm a bad christian or anything like that and um you know that came to a head a couple years ago for me i was doing all the things i just described so involved in different ministries most of our nights were taken up at church or doing something with church people and I was also serving in a very heavy atmosphere of working in a ministry that served victims of human trafficking and um, I just would come home and I'd be so drained and so burnt out. And I just remember looking at Ryan, I said, something has got to give, like, Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. But the biggest part of me was saying, but I can't let go of these things because I I feel like I won't be loved by God if I'm not doing all of these things. Because I think a struggle that I had was just thinking that, 
um, my relationship with God was simply what I could do for him. Mm-hmm. And um, that mindset has been something the Lord's walking me through yeah. even still. But um, it was a really it was a hard time, but we were able to take a step back from serving in so many different facets in church. Um, and then ironically enough, the Lord also called me away to um, the ministry that I was working in, which was the hardest thing ever. I yeah. struggled for months with that. I like grasped onto it so tightly. And then finally I was like, okay, I guess I have to surrender it. Yeah. Um, and then COVID hit. And I found out I was pregnant and I was literally not serving anyone at all in the capacities that I was used to. Um, But it was in those moments and those months and months of like being in lockdown and Mm -hmm. not being involved in church the way I was used to and, you know, all that, that I really learned that like God's biggest desire for us is a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with like the gifts and the talents that we can use and we can do I'm those are all good things and I do believe that he wants us to um use our gifts to bring him glory and Mm -hmm. and in his church and outside of the four walls of the church even Mm -hmm. um but I think something that I really learned about myself through that season of life is that I I was making serving an idol absolutely and um it was so much so that like when I'd have quiet time with God it wouldn't be like Lord, what do you want to share with me? What do you want to speak to me? Um, how can I worship you? Like, I wasn't doing that. I was like, okay, God, so-and-so is going through this. And, like, I need scripture for them. I need to pray for them. It was all about other people, which that's not a bad thing either. Um, like, obviously, praying for others and, yeah. and wanting to, like, help them. But I did not have – my mindset was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I don't know, I just kind of wanted to like strike a balance of like, there is definitely importance to serving in the church. And obviously I believe in it and I love it. And it's a huge part of my walk with the Lord, but there's also maybe a time to step back mm-hmm. and, um, rest and heal and recognize, um, or just ask ourselves, what is my motivation behind yeah. this? You know, uh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. The ne- actually the one other area that I had been heavily serving in was with the teens at our church, and um, so now we're up to children's ministry, women's ministry, youth ministry, and then whatever dishes they needed cleaned and chairs they needed stacked, <laughs> <laughs> or gifts that needed to be made for people. Yeah, or, or baked goods that need made. Everything and everything anything. Yeah. So it was just it was like you were saying and um like that you and Ryan walked through and I was asked to serve with the teens by someone that I love completely and respect so much. They're like, I just want to be them when I grow up. And <laughs> this woman is just like a really, really beautiful picture of Jesus. And so I immediately said yes. I, we actually only had one car at the time, and so I could barely even make it to the meetings. But I was like, every time I could, I went. And um, I I love the the girls. It was a it was a small group for um, at the time junior high girls and other high school girls, and I love them to pieces. And mm-hmm. so I enjoy so much their company. I enjoy talking to them and getting to know them, and I loved that. But I was struggling with leading. Mm. I was, like you were saying, making serving my idol, and I was focusing on leading this group rather than just engaging with them personally, and it wasn't fulfilling, and I wasn't growing closer to the Lord through it, but I clung onto it for like two or three years, and um, finally this year, actually, I said, I'm not able to serve with this group anymore um and actually this last retreat that they went on for the youth i've gone to several of them adam and i have both gone and the youth leader texted me and said hey i wanted to um see if you'd like to come as 
a leader on the retreat, no pressure. And I responded and I said, I'm, you know, I'm, this time it's not going to work for me. Uh, so, no, no, thank you. And it's funny because she's also a close friend of mine. And so she responded and said, good job saying no, because <laughs> she <knows laughs> she's this well. dual role where she's the youth leader. So she's asking for a volunteer. But then she's also my close friend and she knows I struggle to say no. And so yeah. she, she was encouraging me. Good job saying no. And um, I it felt right. It just felt like I want to be involved in absolutely everything, not in like a, I want my nose and everything kind of way, but just in a, I want to make sure everything is thriving. I want to make sure every like everything is filled, everything that's needed is done. But I have got to let other people do it, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so learning how I don't have to have busy work with the church to be ministering and to be growing in my faith and all of that has been seriously a journey and it's painful growing sometimes because saying no is hard for me because I've literally been serving to my max as long as I've been able to and so that's definitely been a learning curve for me because it's just not in my nature to not jump in and like it's funny we have this like soup dinner coming up with the church and I was like clicking all the categories and Adam's like Sarah bring one thing <laughs> like yeah. I'm like or I could bring a soup and a salad and a dessert he's like or you could be normal and bring one thing because that's <laughs> yeah. what literally everyone's doing but I feel like I want to go above and beyond normal you know and not necessarily like oh look at me I'm above and beyond but just because I feel like I want to make sure all the spots are filled and so it's definitely hard because when burnout hits it is exhausting and it affects every area of ministry that you're in. It doesn't just affect maybe the area that's causing it. And I was experiencing that with, when I was leading this, helping lead this Bible study is, I wasn't getting out of it what I should, what I could have been were I to be called to that. And I was also not getting out of my other ministries what I could have been um, with with my relationship with the Lord or giving that for that matter. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand where you're gifted but also where you're called yeah and that's really hard because you are gifted with the teens but maybe this season isn't your season to be called with the teens yeah and so that that's really tricky for me and um especially with adam working at the church it's very easy for us to just have our hands on everything and helping with everything and um we absolutely did the same thing that you and ryan did where i mean from the word go since we've been married we've been involved in everything we can and and so that's why even now we'll be married seven years in may um the last couple of years have really been us focusing on the ministry that is our marriage and what we can do together for the lord not just in the four walls of the church yeah Um, and i think that's really really important that um like couples, but also individuals and families are are able to see their ministry in the church, and that's so important, but also outside of the church, which is so important. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not either or. It's not either my ministry is important in the church or it's important out of the church. It's right. both and. Yeah. It's important in and out. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes. But, yeah, it's... It's awesome and rewarding, and it's also, I mean, it, it can be stressful and mm-hmm. and navigating all that, but... Yeah, something you just said I made me think of another thought I had this week leading up to talking about this. I feel like for me, something that I've come to learn and know about myself, and, and this may not be true for everyone, and that's okay, but you were saying, like, serving in the church or outside of the church like it shouldn't be either or like it should be both um I feel like serving inside of the church sometimes leads me to have like um a desire to be more active in my faith like outside of the four walls Mm -hmm. of the church Mm -hmm. um and I know that that might not be the case for everyone and that's okay too but I just I think like knowing that inside of the church when I serve I'm like part of something bigger than myself is such a good reminder to me that like in my daily life every single day no matter where I'm at I have 
the same opportunities to be used by God in ways to bring him glory. And I am part of something that is bigger than just me. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like a really good reminder. Um, And another thing I was thinking as you were talking, and I, I see this, I've seen this in, in so many different church atmospheres, but I feel like there's like this key, like pool of volunteers (laughs) that, because they're willing to dedicate their time in one capacity are then like pulled on to dedicate mm-hmm. their time in different capacities. And then you have that opportunity like of being stretched thin and being exhausted and being burnt out. And I don't know why that is. I know I've had other people express it to me too, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure I you've think, heard the 80-20 thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. 20. So if, if you're listening, you don't know this. It's like a saying amongst churches that it's 20% of the people doing 80% of the serving. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I I totally understand everybody is, at, is in their own place in their walk with the Lord, and everybody has their own journey. And, like, it is – it's not for me to say, like, you should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is such a beauty when you do – serve in some capacity Um, not only are you using your gifts and talents like your friend was saying like I can't sing I'm not good with kids you don't want Mm -hmm. me greeting but I am an amazing photographer and I want to like serve the church in that way like you can literally utilize any gift or talent Mm -hmm. that you have it doesn't have to fit in like a certain box you can get creative but um, there is such beautiful community too Mm -hmm. that you can find like I feel like one of the reasons why I feel so engaged with people in my church is because we've gotten to know each other through serving. Yeah. You spend so much time together. Um, and then also, like, just knowing that, like, I, I'm being obedient to what the Lord has told me to do. Because, like, you were saying you could be gifted with something, but you need to be called to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly feel like in my past season of life, we weren't always called where we were. We were serving sometimes out of maybe necessity or we're feeling like, yeah. well, if we don't do this, maybe, you nobody know, somebody will. else will. Yeah, nobody else will. Um, but it has been a very freeing and healing thing to say, okay, no, I'm just going to only serve where I truly feel like God is calling me right now. I will say, I still struggle with the thought yeah. of getting yeah. more involved. For instance, Miles is a year old and um, we are a baby church, so we're very small still and we're growing, but um, there are like not very many people who are willing to to serve in the kids' church (laughs) and it's... It's necessary. I mean, we have a very small team of children's church volunteers as of now. And so it's the same four people that I see in the nursery. And they just go every other week to go on one week to go on the other. And they switch Mm -hmm. back and forth. And there have been weeks when I, like, I feel like, okay, I could totally do a Sunday morning, like, once a month and help them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And then I step back and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Sarah, is this actually like the Lord saying, hey, Sarah, you should go and volunteer your time there. Or is it me being like, oh, they probably need more help and I'll just do it because I can, you know. See a need, fill a need. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's always healthy. And it is, a, it's a growing process to learn, yeah. you know, what role you should fill. And Yeah. I think that there is something to the fact that I know <clears throat> right now what, I and and this isn't going to be forever because things will change. I know right. it, but right now I know what ministries I should be in because I've tried some other ones. And I think that there's something to say of don't be afraid to try something because, yeah. you know, you can always say, okay, this isn't my thing right now, so I need to take a step back. Like like we both have done, yep. and then um, then like with. Women's ministry, you may find that it's right where you need to be. So I think that there's something to say where if you feel, one, like you want to try something or two, the prompting of God, um, Mm -hmm. you know, give it a try and just know that if you don't feel like that calling is there, you can always try something else. So, yeah, I think that there is some freedom in that and also some fun. I mean, I've had so much fun serving. I feel like I... 
love seeing Adam serve and teach. It's it's a really sweet thing for us as a couple to be able to serve together. And I think that you know, if you have the opportunity, even just serving every once in a while at events or whatever it is for your church, serving um, if you're if you have a significant other serving with them, I think it's just awesome and and really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we're serving as a family. I mean, I love those memories of helping my mom set up her classroom for mm-hmm. studies and things like that. So um, serving with others, I think, is a really great bonding experience. And yeah, so I actually, that's how I met Adam was through, I was serving at the church and he came in to like work there. He was serving there. And that's also how I met you. I mean, through Adam. I came and helped with BBS. We were, yeah, we were the minions Uh for, (laughs) yeah. You know what? I think that we need to post a picture of that to our social media. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I remember feeling so uncomfortable the whole week because I didn't know anybody. Oh yeah. I had no clue who anybody was at the church. And also I was wearing these ridiculous shorts and suspenders and like a neon pink shirt. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. And everything she just described listeners, you're going to get a taste of. We'll post it to Instagram. (laughs) It felt so, I mean, I, it was fun with like the kids and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and helping, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anybody. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that I didn't reach out more and become your friend immediately. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> well, I'll make is, it up to you. That is behind us now. So <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, do you have anything else that you'd like to share in regards to your journey with serving in the church? I think I have covered my journey thus far. Yeah, I think we can both say that it is a rich fun, life-giving thing that we get to do um, that also requires some balance. So just pretty much like everything else in our lives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes trial and error and true. And then, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I love hearing all of that. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Sarah, are you ready for the national day today? I am so ready. I hope it's better than vanilla cupcake. Okay. Well, some people like that. Okay. I guess that's true. Today... November 17th is National Take a Hike Day, (laughs) which is ridiculous because it is 35 degrees outside in Northeast Ohio, okay? Well, it may not be 35 degrees outside in a couple of days. Yeah, I guess. But still, I just thought that that was wild because I was freezing just walking from my house to the car today. That's true. And when I took my dog for a walk. I'm already at the point in the season where my hands are so dang dry that they're starting to crack and bleed, which happens to me every year. Okay, the first snow just happened like three days ago. How are you already there? Um, I don't know. Probably because I wash my hands a lot, too. Oh, that's good. And I didn't wear gloves when I was walking the dogs today. Um. And that was one thing I thought... Oh, my hands are really oh, cold. And you know what? When I when I'm walking Layla, I can put my hands in my pockets, but you're holding the I'm stroller. Hold, yeah, so. I'm pushing the stroller, so I can't. Rookie so. mistake. I need to get some gloves in my stocking. <clears throat> hint, hint to my husband <laughs> who might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's our producer, so he'll probably hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is also okay. You're gonna think this is lame, but I have a story to share. Oh boy. It's National Butter Day. Why does butter need why does butter need a holiday? I mean even vanilla cupcake I feel like neither of us like vanilla cupcakes but I feel like we can agree it's more deserving than butter. Well, I don't know. Butter's pretty good and should probably just be like an everyday kind of thing. Don't you Whatever. think? Whatever. I don't we're not in agreement. Well, what's your <laughs> funny story about butter? Okay, so when I didn't say it was funny, I just studied a story. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's like so I'm just going to tell a fun side note. Fun Sarah May side note. <laughs> uh, we were Marco Poloing earlier today, and she's just shooting the breeze, responding to a question I had, and all of a sudden, she gets really defensive and is like, don't judge me for wearing a Frankenstein shirt right now. Just because Halloween is passed doesn't mean I can't wear it. And I, I said nothing about her shirt. <laughs> so I don't know why you're so defensive today. Actually, I meant to feisty. respond to you because you did ask... I think that I just saw my reflection because I was, like, 
in the bathroom. I was thinking I was going to put mascara on or something while I was marking you. So I saw my reflection and I realized I'm wearing a Frankenstein shirt, on, you know, well past Halloween. <laughs> and so, like, I just had the thought, oh, you know... I should address the elephant in the room, but I guess it came across a little more aggressive than I meant it to. Did. So I was like, what the heck? I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Um, anyway. And I was giving you a hard time about chapstick. I was just being, being mean to you. I know. But what's your not fun butter story? I mean, it is funny. I just didn't say it was funny. <laughs> okay. Good grief. I can't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. During the the shutdown, like the serious everything was closed shutdown, I was chomping at the bit for actually a way to serve people. And I was losing my mind because we weren't having kids' church. I couldn't teach them. We weren't having women's ministry meetings. Couldn't teach them. And I was losing my mind. And so I thought, okay, what can I do from home? I can bake stuff. And so I decided that I would make... Uh, banana bread, zucchini bread, sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies. And so I texted a bunch of people that I knew, emailed people that I worked with. So I got orders from all over and um, was making all this stuff. And I did my math for how much of each ingredient I needed based on all the things I was making. And so I go shopping and I needed 34 boxes of butter. I mean, that was a lot of butter. That's a lot of butter. And at the time, they were limiting because everything was being limited. Well, eggs, toilet paper, and butter. Right. And uh, so that was being limited. So I could only buy two at every store. Okay. So I had to go to so many different stores. Finally, there was a Marks that let me buy like a big bunch so that I didn't have to keep going to different stores but I spent hours just buying butter let alone oh the other goodness. ingredients bless your heart so I get home I open up all the boxes because to usually to bake with butter it needs to be room temperature mm-hmm. depending on what you're making and so I took it all out of the boxes set it all out and then as I start making stuff I realized I have no idea how I did this I quadrupled the butter that I needed for the recipes I was making. <laughs> I remember I, this, I think. Yeah, I bought four times the amount of butter that I needed. And so I had, I, I mean, 34 times four. I had 126. No, that's not right. You said 124. 32 boxes. 30, 34 boxes times four sticks of butter. 136. Yeah. I had that many sticks of butter. So I put all of it in my fridge that I didn't use. And every time I opened the fridge, I felt shameful. I mean, I, w- I spent like $60 on butter that I didn't need to. My gosh. You're yeah. a trooper. If I, was, if I was you and I was in a predicament where they were like, you can only get two boxes at a store, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm not baking for people. <laughs> No, no, I was not about to let this opportunity slip through my fingers. But yeah, I bought way too much butter, and I didn't Wait, realize and what you had happened. To f- I was just gonna say well, what happened. I didn't after. realize you had to freeze it within a certain amount of time, and so I put it in my fridge. And then when I when we moved to our new house a couple months later, I put it in the freezer. Well, it was like one month out of when you're supposed to freeze it by. So it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm making a cream cheese frosting for some birthday celebration for someone and I taste it and it tasted awful. And then I'm like, okay, what could have gone wrong? And I look it up and I realize it's because my butter was bad. So this butter just kept screwing me over, okay? (laughs) Wasted the money and then Uh. it took up all this room in my fridge and then it ruined my frosting. So I threw all of it away. I filled up a whole cooler when I moved to this house. I remember that. Yeah. Well, now we see why you don't believe butter deserves its own national holiday. Yeah. I'm still a little uh, hurt and frustrated. So National Butter Day, maybe I'll enjoy it next year. Oh, I love butter. (laughs) (laughs) That was the dreamiest I've ever heard you speak. You're Mm, like, I I love love butter. butter. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love butter, but I'm just a little salty. I understand. (laughs) almost said it i almost said like butter like butter oh my gosh okay folks i think it's time to wrap it up (laughs) thank you so much for joining us this week um go and make yourself some toast spread on some butter 
and take a hike with it uh, for these <laughs> national days. But really, uh, we love having you join us for these podcasts and we'd love for you to um, like us on instagram subscribe to the podcast make sure you leave us a five-star review it sounds super corny to ask for that but it really does make a difference um, as we're growing as a podcast and so we'd really appreciate that we love having you and have a great week thanks for joining us see you guys